You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello there, my friends, and welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, We're also sponsored by DraftKings. Thanks to those fine folks. And be sure to stick around now that we are in uh, NFL playoff season. DraftKings has a fantastic new incentive coming up for our listeners here in just a little bit. But First, let me welcome you to the show. My name is Amy Johnson. I'm the host of the show. I'm also the lead correspondent over at AHLReport.com. And if you're here, that means that you are a fan of the Montreal Canadiens and you want to learn more about the Laval Rocket and how Habs prospects are doing uh, down in the AHL before they get called up to the NHL. Uh, And sometimes we even have some news about Habs prospects outside the AHL as well. And... Every week we are also joined by the one and only Patrick Williams, the AHL writer uh, for NHL.com, also a feature correspondent at the AHL's official website and a team member here at Rocket Sports Media. So uh, Patrick will be joining us, of course, in the second segment. We're going to talk a bit uh, about the AHL Player of the Week, uh, and we're also going to talk about who made the rosters for the AHL All-Star Game Uh both who made it for Laval, but beyond that, some names to be looking for uh, around the rest of the league for the All-Star Game. Before we get to that, however, we're going to cover how the Laval Rocket fared last week as they finished out uh, a short road trip and even came home for a game. Uh, And then we'll have Patrick join us here in the studio for, for some more on that. So yes, let's start. Um, I should start. I'm I'm, I'm going to kind of work backwards today. Normally, I leave an injury report till till the end. Uh, I'm going to to kind of start with an injury report because it's kind of an, an injury and absence report, and uh, it's starting to be a bit of a story for Laval as they really struggle with keeping a consistent roster. Which, no, to be frank, it's it's that's not unusual in the AHL. Every American League coach has to deal with a constantly changing roster that's just part and parcel for uh, an AHL team. There are always injuries and there are always call-ups. 
and so it's not unusual, but there are times where it gets to be more challenging than perhaps the rest of the year. And and we know that Laval has been dealing uh, with a lot of injuries. In fact, Tori Dello, Jan Mishak, Danik Martel, Otto Leskinen, Brennan Zignac, they are all still rehabbing. They are all still out of the lineup. Um, before now, we knew that Madison Bowie defenseman uh, Madison Bowie was out indefinitely. We now have a timeline. He's still going to be out for about two to three more weeks. Uh, one of the bigger pieces of the puzzle injury-wise that happened for Laval this week was that uh, over the weekend, Nick uh, Rocket defenseman Nicholas Bodan uh, went out of the game with an injury, and it now we we now have a timeline. He's going to be out for four to six weeks, uh, and so that is a lengthy amount of time to be dealing uh, without having Nicholas Bodan in the lineup as well. Uh, and so on top of that, you've got Caden Primo and Yesa Ulanen both out of the lineup. Why? Well, they're both up with Montreal. Uh, as we know, Jake Allen continues to be day-to-day with an upper body injury, uh, reportedly sustained during Habs practice a little over a week ago. Uh, Caden Primo has not made a start yet. Uh, Sam Montembeau has, has been given the net uh, every game. I anticipate that that will continue to be the case. A, Sam Montembeau has had uh, not a tremendous outing, uh, in each of his games, but but a but an admirable uh, <laughs> admirable one coming up with some saves and helping at least give the Canadians a chance. Uh, and so I think they'll, that they'll continue to go with Montembo, coupled with the fact that Caden Primo, as we know, historically has not performed well at the NHL level, and his play in the AHL this season doesn't really support uh, kind of any kind of confidence that 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 would be different if they started him at the NHL level right now. So. As it is, Caden Primo is backing up uh, Sam Montembeau right now in the NHL. Now, you watch. They could absolutely prove me wrong, and Caden Primo could get a start this week. And if he does, I sincerely hope that he has uh, a confident outing and at least plays well uh, because his his play has just been so inconsistent. I would love to see him play with some confidence and have a solid game. So, We'll see what happens with that. But Yesse Ullinen has also been up for about a week. Uh, Anthony Richard was nearing the end of his waiver exemption period, and so he was returned to Laval last week. Uh, and in his place, Yesse Ullinen was called up, and uh, Yesse Ullinen has been doing a, a quite a quite a good job. He's been limited in his ice time. He's been playing on the third or fourth line, typically with Jonathan Drouin, which is... Um, I don't mind him on the third or fourth line. I would like him to not be saddled with Jonathan Drouin, but we'll see if that changes. He's gotten a little bit of of power play time, um, and I think you know he's kind of easing his way in. But he's making some really smart plays. Uh, he had a he had a beautiful assist to Kirby Doc uh, the other night and uh, against Nashville, and you know just playing that smart game skating really well like we know that he can do and and getting that shot off that one timer he has that that can be quite lethal so our uh, congratulations to Yesse Ulanen and uh, our best wishes to him that he continues to be successful and and grow up with the Montreal Canadiens in my opinion that's where he needs to stay for a while I think that he is I think that he's ready to make that jump let's see if the Canadians will give him that opportunity um, and in fact if you are not subscribed to 
to our YouTube channel. Uh, that's youtube.com slash allhabs. Um, I invite you to go there, subscribe, but also check out last week's episode of Habs Hockey Report, uh, which I host every week uh, over on our YouTube channel. Um, I spend I had a lot to say more in depth about Jesse Ullinen's play uh, so far in the NHL this season and his his what got him to that call up. And I also have an excerpt uh, and a link to an exclusive interview that I had done with Jesse Ullinen for Habs Hockey Report in 2022, where you get to know him a little bit better and you get to know, you know, his dad played in the NHL. Yes, it was actually uh, was born here in the States in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, when his dad was still playing hockey uh, before they went back to Finland. So uh, be sure to head over to youtube.com slash allhabs. Check, ba- check out both of those episodes and uh, you'll learn lots more about Jesse Ullinen. So that leaves J.F. Ull's roster between the injuries and the call-ups. Uh, it's pretty bare bones. It's a very ECHL looking lineup. Uh, and we know that even when there hasn't been the injuries and the recalls uh, that Laval has been struggling so you know the the question always is is that going to continue when you have mainly ECHL guys in the lineup well it's last week the answer was yes and no um they were still on the road for Rochester and Syracuse on Wednesday and Friday uh Kevin Poulin getting the start in Rochester on Wednesday night um and it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest. It was actually one of the more boring. I, I hate to say this, but it was. It was a relatively boring game to watch. There wasn't a whole lot of uh, action, um, and it was another one of those games where um, the Rocket only managed to get one goal in this game. Lucas Condotta scoring in the second period, uh, and so the Amherst, um only scored one even strength, uh, excuse me, two even strength goals, uh, before, um, potting an empty netter to win that one three to one. So they did lose this one. It was Kevin Poulin versus Malcolm Subban in net. Um, but we talked about how on last Sunday when they were in Toronto, um, that they lost that game after putting up 58 shots on net. Um, and they turn around on Wednesday and they put 42 shots up against Rochester. Now, when they played Toronto, they put up 58 shots and lost that game. Toronto had put up, I want to say, 17 and had scored four goals. And they they almost exactly replicated that in Rochester on Wednesday night. The Rocket registering 42 shots on goal and only scoring once. And the Amherst only getting 17 shots on goal, but they got three of them through. So uh, this is, it's, that was starting back to back. That was a little jarring um, and something obviously needed to change, uh, you know, and and we've talked about, and J.F. has even talked about last season and this season, you know, yes, it's one thing to just to shoot more often, but they have to be better quality shots. Uh, and that just wasn't happening. So Friday night comes around. They go to Syracuse. We know how things go with Syracuse and Laval. It is always nasty. Those two teams do not like one another. They never have, even dating back to the days where it was um, the St. John's Ice Caps. 
the Habs AHL affiliate and the Tampa AHL affiliate just do not like each other. And so even the the couple weeks, bef- you know, around the holiday season, we saw some nasty games against Syracuse at Place Bell. Um, we expected a tough, a tough matchup. Um, Joe Verbetic, of course, called up from Trois Rivières to back up Kevin Poulin with with Caden Primo up with Montreal. Finally, did get his own start uh, against Syracuse. Um, Joe Verbetic had been two and zero on the season in the AHL leading up to this game. Uh, not as fun of a night for him on Friday night. Uh, he ended up getting pulled. Uh, in this game after allowing four or five goals. Um, Not necessarily his fault, but it was just one of those things that, you know, the crunch, it was tied 2-2 at the end of the, uh, at the end of the first period, which was actually, um, you know, it it was kind of looking more like, okay, maybe this is a more, this is going to be a more evenly played game, but then Syracuse uh, just tore it wide open in the second period. Laval uh, just completely, dropping the ball in the middle frame, allowing Syracuse to put three goals uh, into the back of the net. They added another two to that in the third period and won that one seven to three. My t- my title of that game recap was put this one in the rearview mirror because there just there wasn't a whole lot that you could that you really wanted to take from it. And the thing for that uh, was that they needed to get on a bus, drive back to Laval overnight last Friday night from Syracuse, and then get ready to host the Cleveland Monsters at Place Bell at four o'clock on Saturday afternoon. Um, and that's, you know, again, that's all part of the game in the AHL. The travel is brutal sometimes, and the schedule can be exhausting sometimes. And so this was one of those occasions where they were just, you know, they were going to have to dig deep and, uh, and, and see what they could come up with. And this has been the weird thing about Laval this season is they can have some awful looking weeks and then completely out of a hat, like a magician, pull out a game that looks completely tremendous. Um, and they did that on Saturday afternoon. Um, Alex Belzeal getting his first uh, first hat trick. Um, oddly enough, with a power play goal, a shorthanded goal, and an empty net goal. There should be some sort of different kind of hat trick for that. You know, a little, one, one of each. Um, the only thing he was missing was, a, was an even strength goal. Um, it was... Now, le- let me qualify this by saying, okay, so Kevin Poulin was back in net for, for Laval. But at Cleveland's end of the ice was a guy making his first AHL start. Um, and so this was obviously an unseasoned young goaltender, and Laval was gifted that opportunity. And for once, they took advantage of an opportunity. Um, and so they won this one handily, 6-2. to two. Um, it's, it's, again, we've seen this before, though, where they come out with these really wide-open wins but then they can't put that together and string that together uh, to do much with it. You know, they play uh, this week. They are back in Rochester again on Wednesday night before they come home. And on Friday, they host Hershey and then Toronto. Um, they lost to Rochester in Rochester last week. We'll see if that plays out any differently this week. Uh, but then they host Hershey on Friday. Guys, Hershey is 
killing it this season. Uh, they are doing exceptionally well. Uh, definitely riding at the top of the conference, uh, very near the top of the league. Uh, so hosting Hershey on Friday night is not going to be an easy task. And then hosting Toronto on Saturday. Again, the Marlies have been at the top of the North Division uh, pretty much all season. So it is not an easy easy stretch of it for the Laval Rocket this week. Uh, coming off of a big win from Cleveland, let's see if they can do anything with that. Um, they are currently uh, sitting fifth, uh, excuse me, no, sixth in the standings in the North Division, uh, tied for fifth with Belleville. So, um, you know, they still have an opportunity, as crazy as it sounds, because just about everybody in the AHL makes the playoffs. Um, there are only a handful of teams that don't make the postseason. So, believe it or not, Laval is jockeying for that final playoff position right now in the North Division. Uh, whether or not they'll be able to hold on to that is another thing entirely. Uh, particularly if now that we're getting closer to the NHL trade deadline, if Kent Hughes starts moving guys out of Montreal like he really needs to do and we all expect him to do, then there could be more call-ups to Montreal for prospects to start getting more of a look up there for them to determine what they have to work with moving forward. And if that's the case, then it's going to be even more of an ECHL lineup for JF Uhl riding out the rest of the season. So we'll just have to wait to see how all of that plays out. But I do know uh, it's going to be, uh, it's probably going to be some fun hockey to watch this week. Um, Hopefully the Rochester game is a little more lively, but Hershey Hershey and Toronto this weekend uh, guarantee those will be entertaining games to watch. We, of course, will have full coverage at AHLReport.com uh, where we will have full game recaps after each game. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter for all live in-game updates at the AHL Report. We invite you to do that. We encourage you to do that. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what uh, we'll see what the Rocket can do from here. And who knows, maybe they'll start to trickle back some healthy players uh, towards the end of the week. That would be that would be kind of fun, too. All right. We're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsors over at DraftKings with that brand new incentive I told you about just ready for the NFL Divisional Playoff Weekend. Uh, and on the other side of that, Patrick Williams is going to be here to join me in the studio for this week's AHL Hot Stove. You don't want to miss it. Thanks so much. Uh, don't go anywhere. You are listening to the Press Zone Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. The NFL playoff action continues. We are one step closer to Super Bowl 57. And for the NFL Divisional Round, check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Now, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at even bigger payouts with DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Now me, I had kind of, uh, you know, this past weekend for the wild card rounds, Breathe easy. My Philadelphia Eagles had a bye week, so it was uh, it was it was kind of easy watching uh, a little bit this past weekend. Although there were some pretty pretty intense and interesting games happening, but this coming weekend, of course, 
my eyes will be glued to the television. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles looking for a big win uh, in the divisional round. And of course, I'm probably going to take advantage of this uh, same game parlay step up with DraftKings and, uh, you know, see what those Eagles can do for me as well. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL divisional round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Press Home Podcast here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media and the Hockey Podcast Network. Once again, I'm your host and my name is Amy Johnson and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule. Also be sure you're following us at the AHL Report on Twitter and this podcast can be found at the Press Zone. Uh, if you haven't done so already, I invite you to hit that subscribe button. Also hit that share button. That's the best way you can help us out here at the Press Zone and at Rocket Sports Media altogether is just by sharing our content. Uh, it takes just a second to tap that share button and share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. Uh, be sure you are also subscribed to our sister podcast, Canadians Connection, hosted by Rick Stevens and Michael Spinella. That comes out every Saturday and it is all about the Montreal Canadiens in-depth analysis, opinions, uh, great information, and a lot of fun as well. Solely about the Montreal Canadiens, deep dive on the NHL team. So check that out at canadiansconnection.fm and be sure to hit the subscribe button there as well. As promised, we are happy to welcome into the studio for this week's edition of the AHL Hot Stove, the one and only Mr. Patrick Williams. How are you doing today, sir? Good, good. How are you? Doing all right, thanks. We are actually going to, uh, you know, when breaking news happens, the press zone is on it. <laughs> and before we get into uh, more of the kind of AHL All-Star rosters and the Player of the Week, uh, some breaking news affecting the Laval Rocket that we just want to address uh, today is that, you know, in the first segment, we you just all heard me talk about how, uh, you know, J.F. Wool and his, his coaching staff is dealing with... Um, you know, certainly a, a whole a whole raft of injuries and and recalls to the NHL, some of which are on an emergency basis. Well, uh, take everything I just said and double or triple down on it because two more players this morning have been recalled on emergency basis from the Laval Rocket. They are prospect forward Raphael Harvey Pinard and Rem Pitlick, uh, both recalled from Laval on emergency basis. Why? Uh, well, because the uh, the IR list for the Montreal Canadiens is starting to get a little crowded. Uh, they've added Uri Slifkovsky, Jake Evans, and Yoel Armia to the IR list and have placed Sean Monaghan on LTIR dating back to December 6th. So, um, Patrick, this is, I mean... Laval, we've talked in the we've talked about how they've struggled all season due to you know perhaps depth and and decisions of free agent signings and so forth. 
then in the last couple of weeks, they're really dealing with uh, a significant amount of injuries, and uh, they've started making recalls to evaluate prospects and so forth. Um, so we already had Jesse Ullinen and Caden Primo both up with Montreal. Now you add a couple of more of uh, of their of their forward. Uh, players who are two of the guys who are are helping to at least contribute a bit on the on the score sheet um this is this is kind of i talked about it in the first segment but i'll let you kind of chime in on this as well you know this is not new territory for an ahl coach to deal with but it doesn't make it any less uh difficult to deal with and manage a roster that is sometimes in full upheaval mode yeah. <clears throat> so, you know, AHL teams are, you know, they're used to this kind of thing, but when you're you're trying to get hit on both sides, both injuries and call-ups, that's where that's where the roster really can fall apart and very fast and <clears throat> you know, there there are teams out there, right, that, you know, they have that depth and they, you know, they they feel they feel the effects of it, but they can certainly weather it, but I don't think Laval necessarily has that going for them. Uh, mm-hmm. Number one, number two, uh, the schedule is not going for them in terms of uh, what they have ahead of them this week. And then number three is just the and we've talked about this is the the position they left themselves in with the standings. Um, they don't have a lot of margin for error at this point. So no. Um, yeah, you you add up all that. Uh, you know, as a team, you know, even if the roster was completely intact, it would be you know they they'd definitely be up against some some headwinds this week but uh now you're taking their you know third overall score you know and you're taking pit like who's fifth overall despite you know really only being there you know half the season um and like you said ulanin is already up uh you know uh baron's been up uh or is up uh primo's up right now so you know they're just uh they're feeling it pretty hard right now and uh you know this is where you know this is where your depth is tested significantly mm-hmm. uh, in the American Hockey League, and um, this will be a good test. I mean, you know, this is where some other players now are going to have to really step it up. Mitchell Stevens will have to step it up. You know, players like that, you know, who've, uh, you know, not necessarily maybe had the seasons they liked. So we'll see. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the timing of this is, is less than ideal if you're uh, JFO at the moment. Yeah, well, and and so they so they suffered two um, two losses last week. Uh, the one in Syracuse particularly painful, um, but they did come home and have that. You know, they put up a, uh, and I spoke about this in the, in the first segment. You know that they they put up a pretty exciting win um, on Saturday. But again, you kind of have to take victories like that in stride, correct? Uh, considering who Cleveland had in net and and kind of the opportunity that was presented to Laval there. Yeah, Darian Hansen, who, you know, was making his AHL debut. Uh, that was actually a situation where Cleveland, I mean, you know, Columbus by extension, they had to go um, beyond their system. They had to uh, pull him up from uh, Savannah of the ECHL, which is the affiliate of uh, Vegas and Henderson. So, um, you know, I swear, like, you know, I must get three emails a day from the Cleveland Monsters announcing their, you know, <laughs> transactions. I mean, I feel like Jet Greaves... Um, they should name uh, that stretch of the interstate between Cleveland and Columbus after him. I mean, because, you know, it feels like he's back and forth all the time, <clears throat> you know, just um, in terms of, uh, you know, call-ups. I mean, Columbus is really, you know, they've been in a tight spot, obviously. So um, it's, yeah, it's 
they're you know you, you take a win where you can get it right and you know especially right. you know the, the schedule was a challenge obviously they either Friday night in Syracuse um, where they got thumped and then you come back and you play 20 hours later in Laval um, I think to their credit they did to go out and take care of business and they, they won a game they were supposed to win and frankly had to win but you know this is still a situation where you know they had that good little run right after uh, the holiday break you know they put together a four game streak or point streak and you're thinking okay alright maybe they're turning things around um and then they kind of got thumped on that road trip. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, you know, they're not in a position where they can, you know, pick up, you know, three wins and drop, you know, three games. You know, they, they got to go on a run now um, at some point uh, because, I mean, the standings are what they are at the moment and they give up games in hand to everybody um, around them as well. So, um this is going to be a, a real tight week. Um, this is, you know, another rough travel schedule. They're down to Rochester for one game. So uh, back home for Hershey on Friday, followed by the Toronto Marlies again on <laughs> yeah. Saturday afternoon. Thanks Not to easy. the NHL schedule, schedule maker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, uh, that double dip. Uh, but, uh, hey, right, like, if you want to if you want to make the playoffs, you're going to have to win these types of games and face this type of adversity. So, they put themselves in this position with that really bad start. Uh, they're going to have to uh, extract themselves from it as well. Yeah. Um, one last thing before we, we leave this topic, I just want to say this, what this does make me excited for is yes, it Ulanin's, uh, possibilities and potential now at least in tonight's game versus Winnipeg and and perhaps even uh, against the Panthers and uh, the Maple Leafs later this week um, with with Slavkovsky and Armia and Evans out of the lineup I expect to see Ulanin uh, be put into a, a higher role in the lineup and get uh, more ice time. So this is exactly what I mentioned in the first segment, that that he needs to be given the opportunities to see what he can really do. Uh, would love to see him with Suzuki and Caulfield and see if he is the winger uh, that, that possibly, you know, get Doc back to center where he really should be and see if Yesse Ullinen could create any magic uh, on the wing with Suzuki and Caulfield. We'll see if that happens, um, but it's it's a prime opportunity for him. And of course, it's the first opportunity for Rafael Harvey-Pinard uh, to make an impression uh, with the Canadians uh, this season as well. So I expect both of those young men will be quite motivated this week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know... <clears throat> RV Pinard, uh, you know, like you keep waiting, waiting for him to kind of, you know, break through, right? Like, you know, yep. he's, he was obviously the kind of the breakout star of the pandemic season, um, you know, followed up really strong last year, um, had a little bit of a slow start, I think this year, like, you know, kind of everyone around him did. And, uh, you know, he's picked it up certainly lately. And um, yeah, this is a great opportunity for him right now. I mean, you come in and, uh, hey, you know, at the moment, jobs are open, right? So that's right. You know, and you make a you make a strong impression. This is where you see sometimes guys come up and they never come back down again, right? You know, and uh, if they if they play their cards right and they, they they do what they have to do, um. So you know, I think he's right on the cusp. Um, and this is you know as good a time as any, right? And the Habs certainly you know can use the help. I mean, you know, uh, you know nobody's uh, nobody's gonna be too picky where where the help comes comes from at the moment. Uh, so um, yeah, if he can uh, 
he he can really come on and you know make an impression. Um, I think that's the key for a lot of AHL players, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't get a ton of opportunities, and you don't necessarily even when you do get a ton of ice time. So you really have to squeeze a lot into a little bit um, and uh, make the most of it. Uh, but uh, you know, obviously he's a high character player, great head on his shoulder. So um, I think he'll be more than ready to go tonight. Speaking of you know creating opportunities where you can, sometimes it's not. Um... You know, it's not always easy, particularly, you know, you look at a team like Laval. Laval has not had a whole lot to to have any positive news about this season. It's been a really rough go of it for this first half of the season. And so you do celebrate the the small victories where you can. And if that happens to be individual players making strides in their development, things like that, um, then 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 you get excited for that. The same thing could be happening. Uh, said for the Hartford Wolfpack, who have also had uh, not the easiest or or prettiest start to their season. Mm-hmm. Um, but it happens that this week, uh, the AHL Player of the Week is one of their goaltenders, Hartford Wolfpack netminder Louis Deming, who, whose name we are well familiar with here at the Press Zone uh, in the AHL the last couple of years. Uh, getting the Player of the Week this week, uh, he went 2-0-1 last week with a 166 goals against and a 941 save percentage, including a shutout. Uh, to backstop uh, the the Wolfpack in three road games uh, last week, and and suddenly out of nowhere, Hartford is is putting together a bit of a point streak. And that's what you have to do. They're sort of the um, the uh, mirror version of the uh, Laval Rockets, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the Atlantic Division. Uh, rough start, you know. Um, they got hit pretty hard by call ups at different points. Um, <clears throat> Again, another team that didn't have a ton of depth uh, to weather things when the call-ups did hit. So um, they also got hit hard by injuries early on. So yeah. um, this is where you really rely. Like, you know, in the summertime when you go out and you you sign a veteran number three depth chart guy like a Domain, um, that, that's where the money is well spent because he's going to pull you through some of the difficult times. Uh, he's had a strong season once again. Um, he's had a really interesting career, right? Like, yeah. he came in and, like, early on in his career, by, like, 22, 23 years old, he was established in the NHL with Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked like he was well on his way, and then his career kind of just hit a real real pothole, right? Um, um, early on, I guess it was 2017 with Arizona, he ended up going to uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, um, kind of got his career back on track. He's never quite gotten himself back, though, you know, to be in an NHL regular. Um, so he's he's now sort of in that number three role in depth chart. He's bounced around a, a ton in the last couple of years. Um, but really, you know, he's, to his credit, you know, he's uh, kind of reinvented himself um, as that reliable call-up guy that you can you can pull him up, you know, you know, in a moment's notice, and then you can come up and give you some pretty good time in net and then um, when he's in the AHL he can certainly be your number one and be a good mentor for uh, um, in Hartford's case they have uh, Dylan Grant who's you know you know really you know they like a prospect they really like a lot in the Rangers uh, system so um, this is where you know you know like for example like Laval's not necessarily gotten the goaltending that they would want this year um, for really anybody uh, at this point so um, you know, the main, you know, they, they came in, you know, Hartford got a huge um, back-to-back uh, sweep last week in Charlotte. And, you know, interestingly enough for them, they had 
the weekend before that they had blown a two goal and a three goal lead on the road. Mm. Um, you know, they ended up picking a point up in both of those games. But you know, for a team that was already, you know, really kind of in a precarious spot to, to blow those kind of leads, um, you know, was not ideal. And then they go into a you know a place like Charlotte with a good you know, checkers team and they sweep them. Um, and they came back and they, they, they earned a, a split and a home at home with uh, Providence, one of the top teams in the league and, and certainly in the Eastern Conference and a team they're going to be seeing a lot of uh, in the next couple of weeks. So um, Domain was fantastic this week. Uh, and, you know, again, that's, you know, that's money well spent when you go out and you bring in a, a, a top quality veteran goalie like that uh, mm-hmm. for your number three spot in your, your chart. Um, you know, I think the Rangers were definitely very forward-thinking there, um, making that move last summer. Uh, finally, in our in our hot stove segment this week, uh, we teased it last week on the show that you had you had correctly said that uh, announcements of the AHL All Star rosters were kind of imminently coming last week, and sure enough, uh, they did. Um, Keeping in mind, all four divisions have 12 players represented. Uh, all 32 AHL teams have at least one all-star, some of them more than that. Uh, the rosters are determined by committees of AHL coaches uh, for those selections. Um, and so there are 37 first-time all-stars this year. There are nine rookies. Um, there are nine former first round NHL draft picks, which I think is, is quite interesting. Um, and 14 of them who have been named this, this is where it might run into some problems is 14 of them have played in the NHL already this season, uh, including Laval's Justin Barron, who is still in the NHL. So we'll see if he even makes it down to the AHL for the all-star classic or not. Laval also, of course, getting, uh, Anthony Richard as their other, um, uh, selection for the All-Star Classic who just returned from the NHL. So, Patrick, um, who are the who are the, the names to really look out for? Were there any surprises that you saw on the roster? And uh, just who, who, who are the notables that you, that you think you see around yeah, the entire yeah. league? Well, yeah, let's start with the North Division since that's, uh, you know, familiar territory for the Laval Rocket and the, the fans. Um, you know, you look at that group, uh, Gabriel Dumont, uh, I think will be a name that, that certainly um, mm-hmm. is prominent. Uh, he was named uh, one of the captains. Um, he's in Syracuse now. He had, you know, good, you know, chunk of the first half of his career was with Montreal, going back to their days in Hamilton. Um, you know, so um, he uh, he's really kind of had a, a nice sort of second half of his career now, uh, mainly with uh, Tampa Bay and Syracuse. Signed a a two-year AHL deal this past summer uh, to stay in Syracuse. Um, so um, really good that way, right? Logan Shaw would certainly be another one, I think. Uh, he had a little bit of time there um, um, with the Habs, and, you know, he's uh, he's sort of tormented yeah. <laughs> ever since. <laughs> Pretty um, much. You know, he's first in Belleville, now in Toronto. Um, Igor Sarkolov, another one. Uh, real good Ottawa Senators prospect uh, in Belleville now. So... Uh, David Jerchak, who, uh, you know, I think, you know, was, you know, one of the real, you <clears throat> real standout uh, players in the uh, World Junior Championship that just uh, concluded. Definitely. A couple weeks back, uh, top defenseman from there. He's with Cleveland. Again, another player that's 
um, caused problems. <laughs> tormented the Laval rocket. Yes. At different points. So, um, yeah, real good deep uh, crop uh, in, in the North Division. Alex Barry Belay. Yeah. Another player that's <laughs> caused problems. Tormented the Laval <laughs> Uh, I mean, uh, you know, in all fairness, he's done that to, to a lot of teams. So, yeah, um, yeah he's uh, – so that kind of – that group in the North Division. Um, then you look at the Atlantic, um, you know, Brandon Bussey, uh, goaltender for Providence, rookie, uh, real – probably the breakout you know, player of the, of the year, right? Like, you know, he was undrafted, uh, signed, signed from Western Michigan last, uh, last spring after their season ended. Um, came and actually started the year in the ECHL. Um, got an opportunity with an injury in Providence and has uh, really taken it and run with it ever since. Uh, uh, so just um, a real, you know, real credit to him in terms of what he's been able to do uh, with that opportunity. Uh, and then just, you know, the Atlantic Division's a kind of a more of a veteran heavy group, but uh, you do have Xavier Ouellette, uh former Laval captain mm-hmm. uh, with the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Uh, he was obviously a huge part of their, their run last year, uh, all the way to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, he signed with the Penguins over the summer. So he'll be able to make a return um, return back uh, to Laval and also to his home province. Uh, so th- that should be um, you know pretty big moment for him, I think, uh, have that opportunity. The, the Central Division is kind of where you do get uh, some real, those high-end prospects like, just a net, you have Jesper Wallstedt from mm-hmm. Iowa, first round, um, you know, pick. Um, Who just got his first AHL shutout, correct? Yes, yes. Um, and uh, you have another first round pick, uh, Yaroslav Askarov. They're both rookies. He's from Milwaukee. Um, Who just Bradley had his Barber. first NHL start. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, which Montreal Canadiens fans uh, probably recall the name. Probably. Um, Riley uh, Barber, a... Uh, Former Laval Rocket uh, did not end great for him there, but um, you know certainly uh, you know a player that you know at this level is an absolute sniper. Um, you know he's uh, you know just dominant. Uh, Thomas Harley, a first round pick in Texas. Lucas Reichel, who's a big part of the Chicago Blackhawks future, uh, future in Rockford. Mm-hmm. Um, so real good uh, kind of base of prospects in that Central Division. And then you go out west uh, to the Pacific. Um, and you have just another deep group. I mean, Calgary's well represented there with Matthew Phillips, uh, you know, who probably typically wouldn't think of uh, being familiar to Laval, but during that pandemic season, they t- saw a ton of the, the Stockton Heat. That's that right. Um, so, uh, hey, uh, you know, that was uh, a lot to deal with. Uh, Dustin Wolf, who was absolutely, you know, incredible last year. Uh, Took that Stockton team all the way to the Western Conference Final. Uh, now Calgary is is um, pushing for the first uh, spot in the in the Western Conference and even really the league overall. Um, so and then good veterans like it's a real deep veteran group. Uh, Michael Carcone, mm-hmm. um, scoring the league. Um, who you know again another player I think probably familiar to Laval fans. Uh, yeah. From his time in Utica. Uh, and Toronto, uh, in particular, um, Lucas Dostal, um, who, uh, he was, he actually played against the Habs earlier this year with the Anaheim. Um, now San Diego's had a rough season. Um, they're at the bottom of the league, but, uh, he's really, you know, I guess depends how you look at it. It's the old saying, right? Like we finished, you know, last with you, we could finish last without you, but, um, he's certainly at least kept them in games. He's been absolutely 
fantastic job. Probably, for my money, the, the number one goalie in the league ready to make the jump to the NHL full-time. Um, so you have a <clears throat> real good crop of uh, young talent, and then, like, real, real established veterans, uh, like Seth Griffith, a uh, player I think, you know, you know, familiar from the uh, to Laval from his time in Toronto. Right. Uh, Andrew Podorowski, back-to-back scoring champ, and then TJ Tynan, back-to-back MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, a little bit of everything in that Pacific Division. Uh, so uh, kind of once again, uh, just, uh, you know, a good mix of uh, young and old, so to speak. And uh, But I think with the caveat that uh, these rosters are um, highly subject to change. Uh, <laughs> highly subject the- to change. Based on the, you know, the needs and, and the whims of uh, their NHL parent clubs. That's right. So keep in mind, uh, the there's still a couple of weeks for these uh, rosters to really firm up. Uh, the All-Star Skills Competition will be held on Sunday evening, February 5th. And then the All-Star Challenge, which is, in all intents and purposes, uh, the All-Star Game will be held on Monday evening, February 6th in Laval. Laval is hosting this year, so we'll see if Barron and um, Richard are the two who will represent Laval for the North Division or not, as well as everyone else who may or may not be in attendance, depending on what the NHL clubs do, but it'll be it'll be fun to watch for sure. Um, yeah, and if I could just uh, you yeah. know, add to that, I think you, you could certainly uh, concur. Um, you know, if, if you're in Laval, you know, you're a fan, um, I'd highly recommend, you know, especially, you know, it's a great opportunity if, you know, you have kids to bring them to, oh, yeah. you know, they have the fan jam, um, they have, um, players are very, um, accessible in terms of, uh, you know, they take the class down during the skills competition. Players spend a good uh, chunk of the time signing autographs. They uh, do. Pictures. Um, it's a lot of fun after that. So, you know, it's a very, um, it's very laid back event in that regard. You know, it's um, nobody's, you know, stressing too much or even the coaches are relaxed. Uh, um, so, you know, and, and you get you do get to see a ton of, um, you know, um, future NHL stars. Right. I mean, you look at the the lead always puts out, you know, like the players that have participated in the all star uh, event through the years. I mean, you look at like Patrice Bergeron. Uh, it's come through uh, Logan Couture, uh, Connor Hellebuck. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, right down the list, uh, you know, William Nylander, Miko Rantanen, right? Like, like uh, Matt Zuccarello. Like, I mean, kind of a, you know, who's who. I mean, Zidane Char uh, going further back. I mean, you know, you look at uh, the talent that's uh, participated there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of fans out there that were able to see those players up close um, before they did go on to NHL um, stardom. So, um it's uh yeah it's a great opportunity i think you know a good chance to see you know players you know their skill set you know is just incredible and you know, you think back to uh, well, i guess three years now Mar- uh, marty ferk there with 109 i forget what point something slap shot you know uh, the all-time record and, oh yeah um so yeah like the, the fastest skater all, all, all the typical events right you know and it's uh it's a good uh it's a good event for sure it is a lot of fun, uh, and uh, we're looking forward to the return of it. It's been three years, thanks to the pandemic, mm-hmm. so uh, it should be a, a big celebration to get the All-Stars together this year. Uh, it's uh, it's something to definitely check out if you are local to Laval or not. Uh, you know, just get your tickets. Uh, they are available. Um, before we say goodbye, Patrick, just want to check in on you after Tom Brady and the Tampa, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
game last night. Just want to make sure we know you're a fan of the GOAT, Tom Brady. And uh, just want to make sure you're doing all right after after the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers loss last night. Well, there's me, but what about him? I know. Right? What's I, he going to do? I worry about him more than I worry about myself. <laughs> like, you know, I'll be okay, but... All right. Well, it will it will be... We will all wait with bated breath along with you to see what what goes on with Tom Brady in the offseason and what happens next year. But uh, uh, all that aside, we always appreciate you being here for the AHL hot stove. Uh, never a dull moment. We, you know, always kind of fun to start the segment with, with some breaking news. So appreciate you being here uh, and offering your unique and in-depth insight. And we'll see you again next week. Yeah, never a dull moment uh, when you have the Laval <laughs> Rocket. <laughs> as your uh, main subject uh, but yeah uh, great to talk again and we'll uh, we'll do so next week the AHL All-Star Classic weekend will be here before you know it and as the news about that weekend continues to roll out Patrick and I will continue to bring that to you each and every week and uh, it's always a fun weekend it's a, it's a lot of fun to get to watch that and uh, it's uh, certainly going to be fun to see who actually ends up being at the All-Star Game, because as we talked about, uh, while the rosters have been announced, they change quite frequently depending on what the NHL clubs do. So we'll see how all of that shakes out, but it's a lot of fun for sure. And thanks once again to Patrick Williams for joining me uh, for this week's AHL Hot Stove segment. Uh, That's going to do it for us this week here on the Press Zone. Uh, Don't forget to follow us at the AHL Report for all of the coverage of this week's Laval Rocket Games on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Bookmark AHLReport.com to check out our comprehensive game recap after every game and of course subscribe to this podcast and mark it on your calendar hit the notifications because next tuesday we're going to be back with another very fun very informative episode of the press zone podcast keeping you up to speed on all of the habs prospects down in the ahl playing for the laval rocket and we look forward to seeing you there thanks so much for listening you have been listening to the press zone podcast right here on rocket sports radio Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.